Good morning, everyone. This is Jeffy Kennedy, author of Epic Fantasy Romance. I'm here with my first cup of coffee. Delicious. Today is, say it with me, Friday. It's Friday, March 3rd, 3323. So, um, end of the first week of March, baby week. Ah, I hope your yesterday was more productive than mine. Mine was one of those fragmented scatter days. And not only did I not get 4,000 words yesterday, nor did I meet my interim goal. I got like 1,141 words, um, which I know it's better than none, but uh, nowhere near where I wanted it to be. Some days are like that, right? Had to do um, people calling me back on Nebula Awards. So that was kind of cool. Um, had to do a CIFWA meeting, a couple of CIFWA meetings. And yeah, my attention wasn't good. David wasn't feeling good. He needed me to go to the store for him. It's just a thing. So hopefully today will be more productive. I may try writing over the weekend. Um, fully determined to get this book written this month. If it kills me. And it just may. I have a very itchy nose this morning. I was trying to remember what that means superstition-wise. Um, someone's thinking of you. Someone's going to give you a gift. So, um, yeah, the, we'll see. We'll see about determination. I had dinner with some people last night, went for a friend's birthday, for Megan's birthday, and so there were some other people there who were like, you know, friends of friends, people who didn't know me very well. And so we were talking a little bit about, you know, like, they're like, aren't you a writer? And, uh, <laughs> and so I was just talking about the book I was writing and they asked me how it was going. And I said, well, it wasn't good today. And, you know, the whole thing about not being able to schedule creativity is, um, you know, it's just, it's part of, of the deal. Right. Um, and it's one reason why it's, this isn't an easy way to make a living. Hello, sweetheart. Kitten is walking in front of the screen under the camera. Gillian does not worry about uh, such things as creativity. Actually, he doesn't worry about uh, making a living because he's a parasite. <laughs> and well, he's, he's, um, I, I can't think of the words now. Maybe my maybe I have too much book brain. Uh, but he does provide value. He provides cuteness and companionship. He was very cuddly with me last night. Um, he's starting to get more of a grown-up purr. It's so cute. Uh, so anyway, the thing about creativity uh, and making a living as a creative is that you can't always produce on schedule, right? You can... Do your utmost to create a schedule within which 
creativity happens. And that's why I talk so much about building a writing habit. Um, do as I say, not as I do, since my habit has been kind of all over the place lately. So, you know, it's something that gets left out a whole lot by, um, you know, especially the, the loud voices that, um, you know, talk about rapid release and minimum viable product, uh, cranking out books, churning out books, um, maximizing how many you get out there. And I say this well aware um, that it's eyebrow raising to people uh, like these people that I was talking with last night. Uh, when I said that this book that I'm writing now will be my 64th published title. And it just sounds like a big number to people. And I'm, I'm glad I know the number now. Um, my friend Marianne Maharange uh, at World Fantasy Con, when she was introducing me to people, <laughs> um, she did that several times where she said, um, I think at that point I had like 62 or 61, something like that. Um, you know, and she would say, this is Jeffy Kennedy. She's president of SIPWA and she has 61 published titles. And they'd be like, whoa. And, <laughs> and after she did it like twice, I, uh, I said, you know, you don't have to say that every time. And she was like, okay. And so then like the next time we were talking with someone, cause we were like sort of, I don't want to say holding court, but I suppose people would say that, you know, sitting in the bar and people would come and go and, you know, we have um, a, a fairly small Venn diagram overlap. So we were introducing a lot of people to each other. And so she didn't say that, um, how many books the next time since I'd asked her not to, she's very considerate that way. But then after, um, after we'd been talking for a little while, uh, the person was like, I don't know what I, how to phrase it. Um, had asked for advice, but then clearly was not listening to my advice. And finally, Marianne said, uh, you know, Jeffy's published over 60 books, so you should probably listen to her. And the person totally started listening to me. And they were like, oh, and, and Marianne looked at me and she said, see, it makes a difference. So I have started uh, saying it more and, and it does make a difference. Why? Why does it? I don't know. It proves that I know how to write a book. I know how to write more than one book. <laughs> I know how to write more than 60. Um, so anyway, and I, I had a point. I'm sure I had one. Um, you know, ah, I remember my point. I had to pause to think about my point. Um, even though you know, when you build a writing habit, it, it gives you that framework to, to try to produce on a regular schedule. And there are other things that can get in the way of that, but it's definitely, um, <laughs> I, my brain is all over the place this morning. It's kind of blank. Do you all understand what I'm trying to say? Um, you can get yourself to create on a regular schedule. I guess that's what I'm trying to get at. Uh, it's not always exactly on the timeline that you want, but you, 
you don't you're we're not widget makers i know i always say this so this whole idea of like you can meet rapid release that you can um, churn out books or crank out books i don't believe that but this is why i'm always saying find out what your process is and own it you can if you track yourself if you pay a lot of attention to yourself know what you're capable of doing you can find what your flow is the rate at which you are capable of producing um which is why i'm trying for the fourth <clears throat> excuse me i think i have allergies that's or i know i have allergies uh, welcome spring um i'm gonna get out there tomorrow and do a bunch of cleanup so um <laughs> My, my attention is all over the place. That's probably not helping my writing, but it's, it's the eternal tension, right? Of, um, if you're, if you're trying to be creative and not simply replicate the same thing that you did before, uh, <laughs> birds are very busy out there today, then, you know, there, there is that unknowable element. The things you do know is how much time and attention you can devote to, you know, to create that framework, to create that space of time. Yesterday, I was not good at creating that space of time. I had a lot of people messaging. I had a lot of interference. Um, I thought it was going to be a great day. Reader, it was not. <laughs> but all you can do is create that structure and try to defend it, you know, build that wall around it and create this space for the creativity to flow. Um, I know I have done 4,000 words a day before. Um, it was hard on me. It took me a while to recover, but I'm really hopeful that I can, can do that again. Can I? I don't know. Um, I have other friends who used to write faster than they do now, you know, and they've said, you know, I know I can do this because I've done it before. Is that true? I mean, not necessarily, right? So, so that's me. Um, the, this, the struggle is real and unending. So it goes, uh, So I have been promising to talk about book boxes and not doing it for like a week. Oh, yes, there's a bird right here. <laughs> it's all very exciting. We're really going into spasms. I don't know if I can turn it for those of you on video. You can watch this pretty. Yeah, that doesn't work very well. <laughs> anyway, book boxes. I won't delay any longer. <laughs> We're crawling up the window. Don't crawl up the window. Um, cat wrangling. Cats in New Mexico weather, right? Uh, okay, so I remember when <laughs> book boxes first became a thing. Uh, and I was at a conference, and this is probably more than 10 years ago, or around 10 years ago. And maybe it's not the very first appearance of them, because these people certainly got the idea from it, for it some, from somewhere, and they, they are no longer doing it. Um, which is the case, you know, I think people are always looking for 
side hustle, you know, be an entrepreneur, start a business. They hear about someone else doing well with the thing. They decide to try it. Uh, but when this first showed up, I, it was the first time I, it impinged on my awareness. Let's put it that way. And uh, a couple of friends of mine, writers, had set up, you know, a table in the vendor area. So they paid for the table at this conference and they were doing this book box. And I stopped by, I'm like, Oh, you know, what is this high? You know, all that. Tell me about it. And so they said, okay, so, you know, here's how it works that you, and I'm, I'm going into the, the details on this. Although many of you out there already know how they work, but they said, Oh, well, what, what we do is we get, people who subscribe to the book box and they pay us to get a monthly box or they can buy them one at a time and we put all of these goodies in it. And so we could put copies of your books in there or your swag and then we send it out to our subscribers and you'll mail these things out and then we get the money from them. And I said, oh, that's really cool. And I said, so what percentage do the authors get on the you know for the stuff they put in the book box and they kind of did the head tilt and they're like well we're we're still working out the the business model which you don't start the business before you work out the business model um but it clearly had not occurred to them that they would give any money to the authors and i know i could tell by the way that they were talking around me so basically the whole idea, because I kept pushing on this, was that I would pay to, you know, have my books in their book box. Uh, you know, like we get a certain number, if you're traditionally published, you get a certain number free from your publisher, but not that many. Um, and you all who self-publish know that you have to pay a certain amount to get your author copies printed of your books. Um, and back then it was even more expensive to do. Uh, you didn't get nearly the discount and the printing wasn't as great. Uh, same with swag, you know, buying swag, printing out bookmarks, all of those things, you know, it costs money. So I would pay all this money to put it in their book box to go out to their mailing list and they would make money on it. Right. Uh, and frankly, most book boxes that I'm aware of still operate on this model. Now there are exceptions. Uh, I have friends who have been part of ones where they do like a special edition of the book and they pay the author, they guarantee a certain amount of money, um, uh, an advance on the, the book, which is what someone who is essentially publishing and distributing a book should do, right? They're functioning as a retailer, Ogg's law, money flows to the creator, right? So um, they guarantee a certain amount. And then if they get even more orders for the book, then it can be more money. So yeah, I have at least one friend who made very nice money from the book box and well worth doing again. But a whole lot of them, uh, the, I, I assume that like the one that my friend made the decent money from that the, um, proprietors that they also made a decent cut because that's how you run a business. Let's say it's a, a bookstore, right? You pay a certain amount to stock books in the bookstore. You sell them at a higher price 
And then you, the author gets a cut of that. The bookstore gets a cut of that. The publisher of the book gets a cut of it, right? But this idea that, that the writer, we'll stick with writers for the moment, will pay to produce the books, um, to buy the books, uh, to, or the swag, to put them in the book box that they then go out to this person's subscribers. Um, it's, it's promo, right? It's like, oh, well, you're doing this in order to reach readers, to get your books in readers' hands. And <laughs> it's basically, you're, you're paying to advertise and someone else is making money off of that. It's not... It's not an unheard of model, right? You know, I buy the ad to put in your magazine. But if it's dressed up as something else, then there's a problem, right? And one of the ways that we decide where we're going to put our ads is the reach. Like people like doing Facebook ads because Facebook does a whole lot of heavy lifting on you know, they say, oh, I will reach this many people. And and they can actually do it because they have so much data on everybody, right? But, you know, we've all gotten those, you know, messages from the scammers, you know, saying, you know, how would you like to get so many more followers or, you know, pay us to promote your book and we have 200,000 Instagram followers and they, they don't actually promise you any particular reach, right? It's like just, and we know this, we know just because they have the followers doesn't mean that the followers will actually see anything they put up, especially if their feed is just this sort of nonstop array of covers that are meaningless, right? So I guess... Maybe this is why I took a while to say something about this. I didn't realize how many of these book boxes were still so completely scammy until I heard stuff from some authors recently, you know, and I understand wanting to get in your books into the hands of readers, but just keep in mind that, you know, that, they're not trying to do nice things for you, right? They're trying to do nice things for themselves. And if those two things coincide, that's great. If you can do good business together, but, um, yeah, just don't let the desperation have you filling other people's pockets, right? Just, um, be smart, be smart about what you're doing and, uh, not all, Book boxes are created equal, right? So on that note, um, I'm going to go be productive. I hope that you all get to be productive. I hope your weekends are good ones. And uh, yeah, I will see you all on Monday. You all take care. Bye-bye.